Hey, welcome to The Quest, and thank you guys for being with us today. I hope that you had a great Christmas. I hope that you were able to make the holiday a holy day. I hope that you were able to make a celebration about God into an encounter with God. Man, it was so important for us to get to spend time with God on a day that He came to display His love for us. It's so great to have all of you with us, especially if you're just checking us out. If you're checking us out, we always encourage everyone to scan the QR code. That QR code that's right there will pop up a link. That link will help connect you to us. It'll help answer some questions about us. And if you have any other further questions, it'll also give you that opportunity to connect with us in a way that will help you with your questions. Listen, before we get going, just a couple of announcements. Each and every year, we begin the year with a 21-day prayer and fasting. And I just want to encourage you, if you have not participated, that you would participate this year. It is a fantastic opportunity to get close to God. Prayer and fasting is about making time for God and connecting with God. It's about making God a priority in our lives. And a lot of people say, oh, Dave, there's no way I can't do that. I can't fast. Well, listen, I would say never discount something that you've never tried. God will give you the strength to do something that is significant and will have a great impact in your life. If you have any questions about fasting, I encourage you to go to our website. Look on the resource page. There you'll find a pamphlet that will help answer some of the questions that you might have about fasting and what it means and how to participate. Also, if you have any questions, feel free to call the church office or you can email me either way. Love to help you in any way that we can. Another quick announcement. We're so excited to announce that we've hired Raymond Scott to be a new worship leader at the Quest, and that has been a longtime prayer request for us. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have not met him, that you'd come to the Quest, that you'd introduce yourself. He's a great guy, he and his family, and it is just wonderful to have him with. I also want to say, especially, Thank you, Jenny, for all that you've done and for all you continue to do at the Quest. Could not have done it without you. Jenny has been our interim worship leader, and she has helped us in significant ways. She has done what nobody could do. I mean, she taught herself how to edit video and how to record video and do all the things that need to be done when we went through this pandemic. And Jenny, thank you is not enough. You are awesome. And I'm glad you're not going anywhere. I'm glad that you will forever be with the Quest. All right, before we get into the talk, I just want to open up with a word of prayer. And if you're able to, close your eyes. If not, don't worry about it. I just want to invite God to speak into our lives today. I know that He's there with you right now, wherever you're at. Distance does not separate you from God. It might separate you from me, but it doesn't separate you from God. And He's right there with you. And so I want us to invite Him to speak into our lives today. Father, we love you so very much. I just thank you for each person that's listening. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for what you are leading them through. Father, the difficulties that they might find themselves in, the challenges that they might be facing, Father, I know that you have a purpose for it. And so, Father, for those that are discouraged, for those that are hurting, for those that are going through difficulties, I ask that you would give them faith. I ask that you would give them strength. I ask that you would give them courage. I ask that you would help them to trust you in the process of life. As we enter into this new year, I ask that you would give them your perspective. Father, we're so grateful for your goodness in our lives. We're so grateful for your blessings in our lives. And today, I just ask that as we go through this talk, that you would speak deeply into our lives. Father, that you would not just encourage us, but that you would challenge us to take steps. That you would challenge us to trust you in this new year that we're coming to. Father, speak into our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're in week number two of a series that we've entitled, You Say You Want a Revolution. Now listen, most people start the new year with resolutions. And you might be one of those people. Statistics tell us that only 8% of the people that start resolutions actually complete those resolutions. 
I don't want I don't say that for you to give up in fact you might be one of the eight percent so keep going keep hope alive you can do it but the truth is we need something greater than a resolution we need a revolution in our lives and here's the difference a resolution is the decision to do or not do something it's based on our willpower it's based on our personal strength that we have our internal strength a revolution is to forcibly or intentionally overthrow the authority that controls our lives. So basically, a resolution shapes a better you. A revolution shapes a new you. We need a revolution in our lives to gain control in the areas where we have little to no control in our lives. Or maybe we're just losing control. A lot of people in our world today are crying out for a revolution, and they might be crying out for a government revolution of some sort. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual revolution, a personal revolution, a revolution that affects our personal decisions and our personal direction. I want you to think about it. How would your life be different if you're no longer controlled by anger or lust or greed, hate or fear? Can you imagine what your life might look like if you were no longer controlled by the impulses that sabotage your life? Most people can't even imagine that kind of freedom. They've given up hope for a brand new life. If we're going to experience a new year revolution, well, you might want to write this down. A revolution in our lives requires new leadership for our lives. When most people are seeking a revolution, they want to take back power. They want to hold or possess the power that they feel that they've lost. And again, resolutions are about willpower and inner strength. A revolution is about changing who controls our lives. Here's another fill-in. New leadership in our lives changes the purpose of our lives. If you want new behavior, if we want a new direction, we need new leadership. We need new leadership that calls the shots. The one who's in charge in our life establishes the purpose of our life. We know this, but the expression of sin in our lives is because our flesh is in control of our lives. We've allowed the flesh to control our lives with its impulses and its desires. Jesus came to conquer sin's leadership in our lives, sin's authority in our life. Jesus destroyed the dictatorship of sin in our life. That's what Romans 6, 6 says. It says this, we know that our old life died with Christ on the cross so that our sinful selves would have no power over us and we would not be slaves to sin. Anyone who has died with Christ is made free from sin's control. When we step into relationship with Jesus, when we step into relationship with the Father, when we surrender ourselves, sin no longer has control over us. But we have to establish that leadership in our life, not once, but every single day. And that scripture goes on to say this, that means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full-time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead. Into God's way of doing things, sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. That's such an important scripture. It's such an important message for us to get. Sin cannot control you. You can live a life that is free to please God. Most people go into the new year with resolutions for a life that they want. Few people want a revolution for the life that God wants for them. Last week we addressed some personal questions that lead us to a spiritual revolution in our lives. 
And if you happen to miss that, I encourage you to go online to our talks and look at the resources and you can download the notes from last week. And the first question is this, what is God currently doing in my life? Are you currently doing your own thing and not his thing? Maybe you don't know what God is doing in your life because you haven't asked him. Maybe you've been preoccupied or distracted with your own thing, with your agenda for your life rather than God's agenda for your life. If you want a spiritual revolution in your life, you've got to ask the question seriously, what is God doing in my life? Another question that leads us to a spiritual revolution is this, what scripture is God using to shape my life? Is there a scripture that keeps coming up that God grips my heart with, that God is speaking to me through? Is there a scripture that I can't seem to get away from, that God's wanting me to get a message? Another question for a spiritual revolution is, what is God asking of me? Is he asking you to stop doing something? Is he asking you to start doing something? Is he asking you to love, forgive, be compassionate, share your faith? Is he asking of you something that maybe you're not willing to do at the moment? Another question that leads to spiritual revolution is this. What is God saying to me? I know that sounds a little bit like the last one, but it's much different. Is God reminding you that he loves you? That you're his child, that you're valuable to him? That he has a plan for you, that he's with you? Do you find that God is correcting you or encouraging you? All of these are expressions of God's love to you. And it's important that you're in tune with what God is saying to you because he is shaping you. And the last question, I think that it really helps create a spiritual revolution. That's this, what is God birthing in me? Now, that might seem like a weird question to you. I'm not talking about a physical life. What is God wanting to do through you? How does God want to use you? right now and this coming year. Who has God put on your heart? What cause has God put on your heart? All of these help address this issue. What is God birthing in you personally? Another area to look at in this is what are the areas that God has healed me from? What has God brought me through? Because these are things that God uses in our lives so that we can help others. God brings healing into our lives so that we can extend healing to others' lives. The wounds that we allow God to heal in our life are a catalyst for the ministry that he begins in our lives. Has God healed a broken heart, a marriage, an addiction? Has he healed you from a hurtful past? Has he healed you or is he healing you from a loss? If God has helped you in any way, then he has a plan to use that in your life so that you can help others. If we're going to experience a revolution in our lives, if we're going to be free from the dictatorship of sin, if God is going to be the leadership of our lives and establish the purpose of our life, then we need to understand this principle and write this down. A spiritual revolution will require us to come close to God. A spiritual revolution requires a spiritual relationship. If we want something new with God, we need to be closer to God. We want to come as close as we can to God. Think about how your life would change with just that one decision. And you might be thinking, wait, Dave, God said in Hebrews that he would never leave us nor forsake us. That's true. Let's read it together. It says, God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And you might be thinking, well, if God never leaves us, then we're always close to him. I just want to remind you, though God is close to us, we might not be close to him. Though God is seeking us out, we may not be seeking God out. Though God loves us, we may not be loving him in return. God can be close to us while we are distant from him. In today's world, there's a lot of Christ followers that seem to want to see how far they can get from God and still be okay with God. They want to see what they can get away with. 
I just want to remind you that a true Christ follower seeks to see how close they can get to God, not how far away they can get from God. This is the nature of the relationship that God wants with us. He created you to be close to you, not to be far away from you. In James, it reminds us of this. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Closer is always better, but closer to God doesn't just happen. It's a choice. It's an intentional decision, not just once, but all the time. We have to continually make the choice to choose to be close to God. David says it this way. He says, but as for me, I get as close to him as I can. I have chosen him and I will tell everyone about the wonderful ways he rescues me. Has that been your choice in your life? Have you chosen to be as close to him as you can? Most of us want God's protection. We want to be safe, but God becomes our protection as we draw closer to him, as we surrender to him. Coming close to God means this. It means that we're all in, not just partially committed, but fully devoted. Mark Batterson, a pastor in Washington, he says it this way, the gospel costs us nothing. It's free, but demands everything from us. In other words, we are all in, wholeheartedly. We don't play our cards close to us. We are all in, surrendered completely. I want to go back to that scripture that we read in James just a bit ago, and I want to finish reading it because it says this. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. We'll never draw close to God when our heart is divided between God and the world. When we're trying to play the field, when we're trying to ride the fence, when we're trying to keep our options open. God wants an undivided loyalty from us. We can't experience a revolution in our lives when we love the old leadership of our lives. When we love our old purpose, when we love our old passions. Listen, we are one of many churches in the United States and in the Central Valley, in the Fresno area, that intentionally sets aside the first part of the year to draw close to God. We intentionally make God our first priority. And a couple of things that enable us to come close to God, well, the first one is this. We need a prayer life that connects us to God's life. God has a life for you. He has a plan for you. But we need a connection with God that connects us to that life. And we intentionally spend time with God, talking to God. Prayer is the difference between the best that we can do and the best that God can do. Prayer is the conversation that seeks to spend time with God. We read the scripture last week, but I want to read it again. It says this in Jeremiah, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We love that scripture because it reminds us that God has great things in store for us. It reminds us that we're not on our own, but that God is with us, that we're living out God's plan for our lives. But if you keep reading, what you'll discover is God's plans for us require something from us. It says this, In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Ultimately, our prayers are a reflection of our heart in the conversation that we have with God. And a greater connection with God results from a greater commitment to God. Here's another thing that we do that enables us to come close to God, and that's this, fasting that disconnects us from the world. Fasting breaks the hold that our flesh has in our lives. God wants us to disconnect from the world that seeks to command our love, that seeks to control our desires, that seeks to establish the passions of our life. 
God simply wants us to disconnect from something that we currently see as important for something that we don't necessarily realize that is essential. And that is a greater connection with God. Fasting is choosing not to do something for a season, for a period of time, because it has become too important to us. It has become a priority that is greater than God in our life. Fasting forces us not to listen to the flesh. It disciplines the flesh. Fasting is to deny ourselves of something that we like for someone that we love. Here's the thing. Fasting makes our spirit more in tune with God's spirit within us, God's leadership within us, God's authority in our life. It's the practice of surrendering to this authority that God establishes in our lives. As I said in the announcements, I want to encourage you to participate in our 21-day fast. Be intentional about coming close to God. It's one thing to say we love God. It's one thing to say I want to be close to God. It's another thing to take steps that intentionally lead us closer to God. Coming close to God establishes a revolutionary life. Some final thoughts about this coming close to God when we fast. I want you to understand when we fast, you can write this down, we're not manipulating God, we're surrendering to God. We've got to understand the purpose of our fast. Understand that when we fast, it's to come close to God, not to manipulate God, not to impress God. Fasting and prayer doesn't change God, it changes us. We also need to understand that fasting doesn't elevate us, it humbles us. It's surrendering to God, and it's living to please God, not ourselves. Also, something we need to understand about fasting is this. We need to ask God what we should fast. Remember, this is about responding to God, and we're not surrendering to God if we're not responding to God. We need to know what is God asking of us to give up, not what we want to give up, not what's easy to give up, not what's comfortable or convenient to give up. Sometimes what God asks us to give up is something we need to repent of. Listen, the greater the fast, the greater the obedience, the greater the results will be in your life. I encourage you to go to our website and look at the resource page and download the page that talks about prayer and fasting and look at the different kinds of fast. What is God asking of you? We also need to understand this when we fast. We need to expect results. We're not just fasting as a discipline. We're not just fasting to give up something that we want or something that we like. Fasting brings results. When we seek God out, God responds. Hebrews 11 says this, that anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Coming close to God, seeking God out, brings results in our lives that we need. We need to be looking for those results in our lives. Listen, we're not looking for a change that we can make with willpower. We're looking for a change that God will make in us through his power. We need God's strength. We need God's power in our lives. Listen, when we come close to God through prayer and fasting, here's what we're doing. We're making God our greatest priority. God doesn't want to be a priority in your life. He wants to be the most important priority of your life. God wants to be first in our lives, and He wants our love for Him to be completely His. Hebrews 10 says this, Let us come near to God with a sincere heart and a sure faith, because we have been made free from a guilty conscience and our bodies have been washed with pure water. I want to encourage you to make this year a commitment of pursuing God, of coming close to God. Attend church faithfully, get into a connection group, make prayer and fasting a part of your life. Remember, come close to God and He will come close to you. When we seek God out, God responds. Make God first in your life because he loved you first. 
I want to pray with you. I know that God has great things in store for you this year, but nothing begins the new year better than a life that is committed to God. When we renew our vows to God, when we make God the priority of our life. And if you've never done that, all you have to do is tell God, I need you. I want you in my life. I want you to be the center of my life. You talk to God as you would a friend. He's listening. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you for your love for us. Father, for each person that's listening and wants to begin this relationship with you, they want you to be the center of their life. They want their lives to be about you. I ask that you would step in at this moment and that you would wipe the slate clean. Father, that your son, Jesus, has forgiven their past. He's forgiven their sins. That you give them a clean start, a fresh start, a new beginning in their lives. Father, I ask that you would help us, each one, to make you the priority of our lives, that we would come close to you. Father, that we would actually live the relationship that you designed us to have with you. Father, help us as a church. Father, help us as individuals, help us as followers to not follow you only when it's convenient, but to follow you wholeheartedly, sincerely, because you are the way, the truth, and the life. Father, help us not to just love you when it's convenient, but Father, help us to love you completely because you loved us first. Father, we seek a revolution in our lives, a new authority in our lives, new leadership in our lives, new power in our lives. Father, we want you to be the revolution of our lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I just want to remind you that drawing close to God is not about being perfect, but it's about making God a priority every single day. Not because we feel like it, but because He deserves it. I just want to remind you that drawing close to God is not something that we do because we feel like it. It's something that we do because we've established a priority in our life, because God deserves it. He loved us first. He deserves our best. He deserves our loyalty, and He desires our whole heart. He desires all of our love, all of our passion. God, we want you to be the priority of our life. We want to live to fulfill your agenda for our lives. I know that God will do that. I just want to remind you as we get into this new year that you would get into a connection group if you're not in one. That you make that a priority in your life. It will bring great strength into your life. If you need help or information about what connection to get into, feel free to scan the QR code. The QR code will help answer some questions and give you directions in that area. We need people that are going to pray with us. I also want to thank you guys for providing for the needs of the quest, and I want to thank you for funding the dream of the quest, and I want to encourage you as we step out in faith to follow God, that you would continue to be faithful in that. I know that you will. I just want to say thank you, and if you would like to give to the quest, just scan the QR code you can give online. Remember, if there's anything you need from us, if you need someone to pray with you, scan the QR code. The QR code is there to help our connection. And we would love to encourage you, and we would love to help strengthen your connection with God. Start asking God what you want to fast this year as you begin this new year. God has great things in store for you, I know. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great new year, a God-filled new year. God's best to you. Bye-bye.